This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm chapter 73, a Psalm of Asaph. Certainly, God is good to Israel and to those whose motives are pure. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My feet almost slid out from under me. For I envied those who are proud as I observe the prosperity of the wicked, for they suffer no pain. Their bodies are strong and well-fed. They are immune to the trouble common to men. They do not suffer as other men do. Arrogance is their necklace, and violence covers them like clothing. Their prosperity causes them to do wrong. Their thoughts are sinful. They mock and say evil things. They proudly threaten violence. They speak as if they rule in heaven and lay claim to the earth. Therefore, they have more than enough food to eat, and even suck up the water of the sea. They say, how does God know what we do? Is the Most High aware of what goes on? Take a good look. This is what the wicked are like. Those who always have it so easy, and get richer and richer. I concluded, surely in vain, I have kept my motives pure, and maintained a pure lifestyle. I suffer all day long and am punished every morning. If I had publicized these thoughts, I would have betrayed your people. When I tried to make sense of this, it was troubling to me. Then I entered the precincts of God's temple and understood the destiny of the wicked. Surely you put them in slippery places. You bring them down to ruin. How desolate they become in a mere moment. Terrifying judgments make their demise complete. They are like a dream after one wakes up. O Lord, when you awake, you will despise them. Yes, my spirit was bitter, and my insides felt sharp pain. I was ignorant and lacked insight. I was as senseless as an animal before you, but I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me by your wise advice, and then you will lead me to a position of honor. Whom do I have in heaven but you? On earth there is no one I desire but you. My flesh and my heart may grow weak, but God always protects my heart and gives me stability. Yes, look, those far from you die. You destroy everyone who was unfaithful to you. But as for me, God's presence is all I need. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter. 
as I declare all the things you have done. 1 Samuel chapter 28 The Witch of Endor In those days the Philistines gathered their troops for war in order to fight Israel. Achish said to David, You should fully understand that you and your men must go with me into the battle. David replied to Achish, That being the case, you will come to know what your servant can do. Achish said to David, Then I will make you my bodyguard from now on. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel had lamented over him and had buried him in Ramah, his hometown. In the meantime, Saul had removed the mediums and magicians from the land. The Philistines assembled. They came and camped at Shunem. Saul mustered all Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the camp of the Philistines, he was absolutely terrified. So Saul inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him, not by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by the prophets. So Saul instructed his servants, Find me a woman who was a medium, so that I may go to her and inquire of her. His servants replied to him, There is a woman who was a medium in Endor. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothing and left. Accompanied by two of his men, they came to the woman at night and said, Use your ritual pit to conjure up for me the one I tell you. But the woman said to him, Look, you are aware of what Saul has done. He has removed the mediums and magicians from the land. Why are you trapping me so you can put me to death? But Saul swore on oath to her by the Lord, As surely as the Lord lives, you will not incur guilt in this matter. The woman replied, Who is it that I should bring up for you? He said, Bring up for me Samuel. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out loudly. The woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, Don't be afraid. But what have you seen? The woman replied to Saul, I have seen a divine being coming up from the ground. He said to her, What about his appearance? She said, An old man is coming up. He is wrapped in a robe. Then Saul realized it was Samuel, and he bowed his face toward the ground and kneeled down. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Saul replied, I am terribly troubled. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has turned away from me. He does not answer me anymore, not by the prophets, nor by dreams. So I have called on you to tell me what I should do. Samuel said, Why are you asking me now that the Lord has turned away from you and has become your enemy? The Lord has done exactly as I prophesied. The Lord has torn the kingdom from your hand and has given it to your neighbor David. Since you did not obey the Lord and did not carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites, the Lord has done this thing to you today. The Lord will hand you and Israel over to the Philistines. Tomorrow, both you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also hand the army of Israel over to the Philistines. Saul quickly fell full length on the ground and was very afraid because of Samuel's words. He was completely drained of energy, having not eaten anything all that day and night. When a woman came to Saul and saw how terrified he was, she said to him, Your servant has done what you asked. I took my life into my own hands and did what you told me. Now it's your turn to listen to your servant. Let me set before you a bit of bread so that you can eat. When you regain your strength, you can go on your way. But he refused, saying, I won't eat. Both his servants and the woman urged him to eat, so he gave in. He got up from the ground and sat down on the bed. Now the woman had a well-fed calf at her home that she quickly slaughtered. Taking some flour, she kneaded it and baked bread without leaven. She brought it to Saul and his servants, and they ate. Then they arose and left that same night. New Testament reading. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through Luke chapter 17, verse 10. Luke 
chapter 16, beginning at verse 19. The Rich Man and Lazarus There was a rich man who dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. But at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, whose body was covered with sores, who longed to eat what fell from the rich man's table. In addition, the dogs came and licked his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, as he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far off with Lazarus at his side. So he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in anguish in this fire. But Abraham said, Child, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus likewise bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, a great chasm has been fixed between us, so that those who want to cross over from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. So the rich man said, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers, to warn them, so that they don't come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. They must respond to them. Then the rich man said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He replied to him, If they do not respond to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 10. Sin, forgiveness, faith, and service. Jesus said to his disciples, Stumbling blocks are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times returns to you saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this black mulberry tree, be pulled out by the roots and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Would any of you say to your slave who comes in from the field after plowing or shepherding sheep, come at once and sit down for a meal? Won't the master instead say to him, get my dinner ready and make yourself ready to serve me while I eat and drink? Then you may eat and drink. He won't thank the slave because he did what he was told, will he? So you too, when you have done everything you were commanded to do, should say, we are slaves undeserving of special praise. We have only done what was our duty. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, thank you for your word. Thank you, O oh God, for the testimonies, O oh God, written therein, O oh God, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, really focusing on not only the consequences, O oh God, of our sins, or I should say eternal consequences that cannot be undone from the New Testament, O oh God, and to the Old, O oh God. We see people from Samuel to Abraham, O oh God, to Lazarus and the rich man who have all passed away and gone to the other side, O oh God, some to heaven, others to hell. We see just that harrowing harrowing passage, particularly in the New Testament, oh God, about the chasm that is between those who are in heaven and hell, and that there is no way to cross over once we have been sent either to heaven or to hell, O oh Lord God. 
So would you help us? Give us faith to believe on the prophets. Help us. Give us hearts to receive the truth, ears to hear when you're speaking to us. Help us not to harden our hearts, O Lord God, but to receive the implanted word, O God, given to us through your various means of grace, O Lord God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that we would accept the implanted word given to us in the gospel, O Lord God. And thank you that you can use any means to get a word to us, O Lord God, that even as we saw, Saul had already been dealt with the consequences of his sin and and had the kingdom torn from him because of his own sinful ways, O Lord God. And so he sought out a medium, O Lord God, in order to communicate with Samuel. And Samuel, again, just repeated the same thing. Would you just help us, O Lord God, to know that when we see passages like this, O God, that is not prescriptive. It's not as if you're encouraging us to go and seek out other sources, oh God, seek out witches or psychics or anything. That's not what you're prescribing, oh God. You are describing Saul's desperation and even showing, oh God, just how far away he has walked and drifted apart from you, that um, that he even sought out ungodly means of seeking you. So we just pray, God, that you would help us to walk in the light, to delight in the light, oh Lord God, and walk circumspectly as the days are evil and the days darken, Lord God. We are looking to you and we trust in you. I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Got something to say